Well, sounds good. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! of dizziness, a swimming in the head, figuratively a state in which all things seem to be engulfed in a whirlpool of terror, as created by Alfred Hitchcock in the story that gives new meaning to the word suspense. I don't want to die. There's someone inside me. She says I must die. Scotty, don't let me go. A beautiful girl haunted by the desperate, unexplainable urge to destroy herself. A man possessed by the paralyzing vertigo that made him afraid of high places. Easy now. I know, I know. Ah, well, it's a cinch. Yeah, I look up, I look down. I look up, I look... What was the strange attraction that brought these two together in spite of the dark forces that tore them apart? The specter from the past that drew her to the ancient headstone in the mission graveyard. The compulsion that drove her relentlessly to the point of no return. The story of a love so powerful it broke down all barriers between past and present, between life and death, between the golden girl in the dark tower and the tawdry redhead that he tried to remake in her image. If I let you change me, will that do it? If I do what you tell me, will you love me? Yes. All right. All right, then I'll do it. They don't care anymore about me. View this motion picture. Would you like yeah. to talk about a film, guys? Yes, let's. Which one? Well, there's probably. Uh, the, well, it's number one in the sight and sound movies of all time. This is, what he, this is what he brought up. Yeah, straight How? away. Okay. First time watch for you, I take it. Yeah. You, Paul's got an issue with this movie, guys. Okay. Uh, stinking Paul's, everybody, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I'll let Paul start. Let's go for it. I've not got a major issue with it. Mm-hmm. I just, just don't like, think it's the best film ever made. <laughs> how is it in the top ten? Oh, okay. It's, it's it's not definitely not my favourite Hitchcock film by a long way. 
we've both said this, Charlie. Yeah. It's not our yeah. favourite Jimmy Stewart. I was going to say, not my favourite Jimmy Stewart film. Not my favourite Kim what? Novak film. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> she was so a many that you <laughs> Man with a golden arm, Matt. Oh, thank you. Of course, yeah. Um, it's very unusual. It's weird. It's, it is an anomaly, isn't it? This yeah, is the thing, yeah? It's weird. It's it almost could have stopped halfway through. Yeah. Um, and, and the second half is somewhat of a different film to the first half. You've picked it up straight away, mate. You have. Um, it is just very, very unusual. And even Jimmy Stewart's acting, superb throughout, apart from, I have to mention it, right at the very start where he gets on that two-step step ladder I thing. I look up. I look and, and makes this <laughs> oh god to be silly from Dallas yeah when when he does this <laughs> fake faint or whatever and oh yeah. I'm gone oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're just chosen this it's a vehicle to do impressions <laughs> I mean worst bit of acting in the film was that bit other than that Jim Stewart brilliant course as ever absolutely Madge what did you mean there's no losing it the, 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 the acrophobia. Well, I asked my doctor. He said that only another emotional shock could do it and probably wouldn't. You're not going to go diving off another rooftop to find out. I think I can lick it. Well, how? I have a theory. I have a theory. I think if I can get used to heights just a little bit at a time, just a little like that, I, progressively, you see, I'll show you what I mean. Here. Show you what I mean. We'll start with this. That? What do you want me to start with? The Golden Gate Bridge? Now watch. What's this? Here we go. There. There. Now, I look up. I look down. I look up. Oh, I look there's kidding. nothing to it. Wait a minute. There's nothing to it. Here. Oh, that's a girl. Oh, who's that? We're right there. First step. There. Okay, now, step number two. All right, step number two coming up. Now, huh? See, I look up, I look down. I look up, I, I'm going right out and buy myself a nice tall stepladder. And take it easy now. All right, now, here we go. No problem. Ah, well, it's a cinch. Here, I look up, I look down. I look up, I look down. Oh, John, John. But, yeah, he goes from this happy, in love, sort of curious, investigating character to this morose forlorn (laughs) depressive yeah obsessive weird guy that wants to dress up to him a different woman in the same clothes and and yeah it's just very very strange that the fact that this, this is one whole film and not two separate ones 
Have you got problems with this, Charlie? Because yeah. I do as well. <laughs> I've got problems with this. We, we're both big Hitchcock fans. We're both massive Jimmy Stewart fans. And it has always baffled me. It's, it's a great movie. It's a fucking good-looking movie. It looks mm-hmm. absolutely superb. It's a good-looking movie. That's why it's number one at Science Is it's, that it's what it is? It's, I'm sure it's the technical... It's not, of the film. it's not the screenplay, it's not no. the acting or well, anything I mean, like that. I can't, because that's, that sight and sound poll is collated from all different yeah. critics, so yeah. I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel the film's strength is the cinematography yeah. and the camera work. Yeah. And and there's a, a very experimental nature to it in terms of the of lighting as well. Yeah. And, you know, when he's having a nightmare and it actually goes into the, animation. The, yeah. It's I I instantly when that came in I was like yeah but I I had to take myself back to the time it was made your twenty first birthday <laughs> fuck you child yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and realised that obviously at the time it's like the effects of when he's looking down the uh, stairwell to the uh, bell tower yes. And and that effect there, great. That's yeah. iconic. Yeah, exactly. Great yeah. in its day. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. the fact that all they really done was zoom in and out, but it gives you that effect of feeling dizzy. Um, and the same with the animation. Now, that looks really really dated. But back then, Revolutionary. I can I can t- totally understand how good that would have looked back then. And as you say, the cinematography is gorgeous. And yeah, it reminded me of uh, a bit of North by Northwest. No, I was Catch a Thief. Catch a Thief. Yeah, um, where we said about the panoramic helicopter shot. Yes, you let me go. Yeah, fantastic. And you can see how Hitchcock. I mean, everyone thinks of Hitchcock as these movies with a twist and unexpected, but. The cinematography on some of his movies, most of his movies, is, is absolutely yeah. fantastic. But I just had a bit of a problem with the actual story. Well, to be honest, yeah, <laughs> though, you, even if there is going to be a twist, you've you've lost interest in it. Yeah, it's halfway through, sort of. I, I'm not saying I hate this film. I do love it. It's, it's definitely not in my top ten, top twenty, or whatever. Um, you know, I'm a massive Jimmy Stewart fan, and it's it's, it's I struggle with this one. Because I love watching the movie because it is such a good visual experience. I'm not saying a bit poncy here, but it's a good visual experience. It's resplendent. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, oh God, it's just like, here we go. It's. I know when I get to a certain point, I like the beginning bit. I like the setup, you know, where mm. he, he comes off the roof and it all explains how he gets the vertigo. He gets the dodgy sequence that you don't particularly like where he's going talking to Mitch and he's you know in in the office and and the fact that he's called Scotty as well was always like just <laughs> how is someone whose name is John Ferguson Scottish Scottish it's never explained yeah because he's yeah. Scottish yeah no, no, yeah. I'm sure. It, I'm sure yeah. it's because he's from Scottish extraction. Yeah, it's just, but um, <laughs> because in America there's a very much a thing where you know if your grandparents, your parents are Irish, yeah. you're an Irishman. Yeah, you're German if you're from that. You know what I mean? They wear mm. that on their sleeve. So because there's a point where is it Gavin? Mm-hmm. Um, he refers to him as oh, you're still the same hard headed, hard headed Scot as ever. Yeah, oh, so go. it is yeah. a reference yeah. to nationality, I think. But yeah, I can see why it's a bit. You yeah. don't pick up on that. It's no, bit, I didn't pick up on that. But the, it just progresses through, and you think, okay, he's a detective, and 
it's, it's just a, even the case that he's been assigned, you know, he's sort of following this guy's wife is not particularly interesting. Mm. And you're, okay, you're going with it, but it's a beautiful looking film. So you're going along, you're going along with it. And then you get this whole thing with the double coming in. And then it's like, okay, now it's just bizarre. Mm. And his whole attitude really changes and his behaviour changes. And is there any explanation for it? I, I can't. I think he's traumatised, isn't he, from the very opening scene? Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he's still relating there's, back there's to definitely, that. I think so. There's definitely mental health issues there, PTSD, whatever. But it doesn't excuse the fact that when he sees Kim Novak, even though he doesn't know it's her, mm. and then starts trying to dress her like her and starts trying to model her into the woman that he's lost. Yeah. That, that's really sort of bizarre behaviour yeah. and not one of a sane mind. I think it's a film, this will sound really poncy, but I think it's a film about grief. Mm. Because she's sort of displaying, well, we know it's manufactured now, but it's about the grief of a great-grandmother. It's his grief of his partner at the beginning who's, who falls from the rooftop who's actually trying to save his life. It is how grief makes people act irrationally, I think. Because it's a very psychological film. Somebody has summed it up on the internet, right, literally in two sentences. Just reading a summary of the Vertigo plot, this is what it says. One might not understand why the movie would end up being considered one of the greatest films of all time, which is what we've said. A weird guy gets caught up in a convoluted murder scheme and is so turned on by one of the perpetrators he loses his mind. Yeah. And that is the basics, uh, the basis of the plot. Mm. But it... <laughs> Does it make sense? Does it actually when you know, first, follow... Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, when he's first talking to Midge, she says it's not, you know, this because it's it's acrophobia. Yeah. That's the phobia itself, but vertigo is the sensation you get yes, from having yeah. it. So he's talking to Midge when she's designing... Would she work so in fashion? Did or? anyone else have a bit of confusion as to what the relationship was? There they were well. engaged when they were at college. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was three like, weeks. wondering at times whether they were brother and sister or <laughs> oh, whether... That would have been another dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, but it, it wasn't fully explained. It's it's unrequited on our part, isn't yeah. it? I think yeah. it just likes her in a platonic it's, it's way. It's a bit like... Um, Money Penny and Bond almost. It reminded me it? of Money Penny, always yeah. being busy and not yeah. wanting to know what he's doing. Yeah. She even looks a bit like the early Money Penny, exactly. I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's that bit where they're talking and she says, you know, this is not something you're gonna that's gonna go away. You're gonna have vertigo forever mm. unless you undergo another physical shock. Another trauma. And, that, and yeah. that is that is seeing what he thinks is Kim Novak fall out of the tower. Um, right. So, and notice how he's fine with the vertigo aspect at the end of the film. Cool. He, he yeah. Made it. He yeah. has a little blip. So he's had that another second says, shot. Oh, I made it this far last yeah. time, and then carries yeah. on. Yeah. So he's had that second shock, and I think that's maybe it. But um, sorry, whilst we're on the second time, does anyone else have a problem with the end? It's very rushed. That's exactly what I thought. For a I've, very long film. A, just, a nun yeah. hiding in the dark scares her to jump off. A film... A film <laughs> Basically. It's, it's a bit uh, Don't Look Now, isn't it, really? But True, yeah. Uh, yeah, for, what's it, 1958, yeah. it, it, it exceeds two hours, and Hitchcock was famously quoted as saying that a film 
shouldn't overrun the 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 bladder. The bladder, yes. Mm. So it is strange that a film of that length would then it, have this haphazard rushed end. It like. really grabbed me as when they got up there. It's just like how do we how do we end this? How do we end this? Oh, she so can just fall off because she was scared <laughs> by someone hiding in the shadows. The, the problem it's, is what? But you know what? The problem is is that it's one of my main issues with the film. It's too ponderous. The mm-hmm. scenes go on forever. Yeah, it's you're you're waiting for right. Okay, what's what's the effect of this? What are the consequences of this? And it's still like an hour and a half in. But it's playing really, on the visuals, isn't it? It's That's what it's visual. doing. But for, so for something to be so ponderous and then have a rushed haphazard conclusion like that really sticks in the core for me. Mm. It definitely didn't end one how I thought, which I don't mind if you if you're surprised by the ending, but. Surprised in a good way, but that, it was just weak. It, it, it really didn't. When you when you consider like he's been building up, like Hitchcock yeah. has been building up as becoming a, a better and better director with each movie, and we get to this point, which is now considered the number one movie in Sight and Sound or whatever, you know, overtaking Citizen Kane as it did ten years ago, whatever it was. The next movie he makes is North by Northwest, which is my favourite Hitchcock. Mm. North by Northwest is so much better than this. I, I would agree me. with that. I I said to Paul, actually, we briefly mentioned it mm. in the cab on the way here, and I said, for all of the perception of Hitchcock as the master of suspense yeah. and gloom and veering into horror at times... One thing I can always say for most of his films, or most of my favourite Hitchcock films, is that there's still an element of fun. Yeah, yeah. And we said not only the fun in the film, but Jimmy Stewart is known for being a humorous actor. Of and there so no the two of them together, what yeah. a waste! Just yeah, didn't. So is it something a bit self-indulgent from Hitchcock? This movie is that what we get? Or, or, or the screenplay, maybe? Yeah, um, yeah. Possibly. I think they. Obviously, this is from a, a book originally. Um, Two authors. Yeah. Weird. Lazy. Oh, one wrote one, wrote one word, one wrote the other. Well, How does this work? Darcy Caesar. Yes. I don't want to. If I say self indulgence, it makes it sound like I don't like the film, and that's not the case. But no. there is an element of this here. I, I definitely it's... think. I don't know if that's the same ending as in the original book. I hope not. I, I want to be French, I don't know. But yeah, as Charlie said, the screenplay up to that point was great. Yeah. It, it just seems such a confusing, cheap ending. I don't want to make it sound like I'm one of these people who can only sit through a film if it's got explosive moments and humour and that, but I do think fun is an underappreciated aspect of Hitchcock's films, and this mm. this is incredibly po-faced and lacking in fun, I think. But the thing is, I keep getting drawn back to it, because I will watch this right. every couple of years. Yeah. But then, I, but I think that's the visual side of it, Charlie. I don't think... Yeah, that's it. I, I, I totally ignore, you know, the, the weak points in mm. the plot and all this. Do you think it might be something to do with, like, his obsession with Tippi Hedren or something? But that's what like, it was reminding me of, because it's yeah. like, this is... I mean, obviously, it's not original... Sourced, like it's, it's sourced from a novel, so yeah. it's not entirely of Hitchcock's creation. Yeah. But it was made. It was reminding me of what we now know about Hitchcock from yeah. kind of the, whether it's the Peter Rapquid book or mm. like the biopics that they've done. Yeah. Um, 
he was he had very kind of weird kind of obsessions and controlling and, them yeah. as well, wasn't it? With his his female leads, very matter it? that aspect yeah. of the film. But yeah, I can, I can see to a certain degree why it's number one visually. Yeah, but as a entire form of entertainment, I would much rather find another two hour movie to watch. Yeah. And so Citizen Kane, I would say, even though I'm not a massive fan of Citizen Kane, I think Citizen Kane is a bit of an overblown mess sometimes. I mean, but again, a technical triumph. A te- exactly, and again, it's the visual side of things, and it was, you know, innovative like techniques and stuff that you know was brought in at the time. It just baffles me this one because. What's your favourite age? First up, what's your favourite? I don't have. One that jumps out categorically, but North by Northwest would be up there. Would be up there. I really, this is well controversial, mm. and it's going to be at the top of no one else's list. But I really like Frenzy. No, that's oh, not okay. because we've been talking about Frenzy on Real Britannia, and we're going to be doing it soon. And Frenzy, for most people, is a bloody great movie. Paul, you're going to probably say Catch a Thief. Yeah, yeah. I, I think just because we, it's not that long ago that we watched yeah. it, and that with. Cary Grant and that it's got a lot of humour in it yeah um, and it wasn't your typical Hitchcock film it's a bit easier to watch as well wouldn't it but Rear the Cino Top in that was beautiful superb yeah <laughs> got to mention Rear Window as well oh, again or even film. Rope yeah. you know the technical yeah. thing with Rope where it's the one shot and all that sort of stuff Patrick Hamilton yeah and it just again as I say I keep going it baffles me that this is the one that's regarded I mean, by people who sh- Supposedly, know about these so, things. Are we are we on dangerous ground when we say there's an aspect of the Emperor's New Clothes about it? Oh, I'd love that. See, I've always used that for saying, haven't I? Emperor's New yeah. and, I, um, I think so because it was your typical Hitchcock film in the suspense and the surprise and the twist, in the finding. But for it, a first time watch, yeah. the finding out that it wasn't her that died and that I. I was quite surprised at that. All the elements are there, aren't they? Over here, but then because I realised that when she died, literally dead on halfway through the film, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, where is this going now? Very psycho. <laughs> of yeah. course, yeah the, yeah. the main character's gone. And, yeah, and then even when you sort of found out that it wasn't her that died, they almost. Shoehorn something. Yeah, they sort of milked it a little. You're thinking, how are they making another hour out of this? It's your, your second movie, as you said. Yeah. yeah, and it's literally almost replaying the first part of the movie where they're falling in love again and he's m- making her look like the original. And again, with a better ending, I, yep. I think this would rate so much higher. Mm. If they could have, we well, can't get higher than number one. <laughs> no, in, I know you mean, in our yeah, opinion. Yeah, in our opinion, yeah, I know you mean. <laughs> How this is number one? I think that's just pretentious twats saying that. I think. Thank the, you. The, <laughs> thank you. That's, that's uh, our BFI. Um, well, we've said engagement this, stops now. No, but we've said this. I've I've been a real sort of like champion for this. That I think there are certain people out there that say they like movies just because they. Think they ought to. I'm guilty of it myself because I feel like I'm going to be looked at as an absolute yeah. sort of philistine if and I don't. As you said, pathetic, Emperor, isn't it? Yeah, Emperor's New Clothes. Let's call it out. No, no movie is bulletproof. This is the thing about Singapore's. No movie is bulletproof. 
We're not saying this is shit. There is no, no way we're I, saying this I, is a shit. Movie. I really, us, I really <laughs> enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, I was interested. I was enthralled with most of it, mm. but by no means is this Hitchcock's best. It's not Jimmy Stewart's best. How is it number one? If you didn't know that, though, say you didn't know that it was number one. Mm. Would your opinion? I don't know. It's difficult to say. No, Would your no, opinion I, I didn't know it was number one till oh, you started mentioning it. Right, never, okay. never ah, knew that. Right. I I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised if this was top fifty in the greatest movies of all time. For a while, it was. You know, the story of of, of Vertigo and and the Hitchcock, the lost Hitchcock movies. There was, I think, it was a thirty year period where Hitchcock movies weren't screened. Mm. And basically what happened between, oh, I don't know, I think it was like the late 50s to the early 80s or something, you couldn't watch, there was the five or six Hitchcock movies, you couldn't see Psycho, Rear Window, Rogue. That's mad. Right, because of copyright issues. So this is where I first found those five Hitchcock Mm. movies in the early 80s when they brought them on TV and went, at last you can now see them. I think the birds might have been one of them. You know, there was five specific, I think Paramount, the ones that the Paramount had the the rights to. And then what happened, because it was generally forgotten and in the 30-year period or 25-year period in between, they have been screened like illegally almost. Yeah. And underground screenings. So you get a cult following. Yeah, and it became this cult following. And then all of a sudden, early 80s, it's like, Actually, this vertigo ain't too bad. Why haven't we seen this, you know? Because everybody up to this point, it was like Citizen Kane, number one, you know, it's going to be that. And over the years, it just built up and built up and built up. But it took a while because it didn't hit number one in the sight and sound thing till what, 15 years ago, Charlie? About, I, I think, think I said 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a while for it to go to number one. But all the while, it was working its way up because it was just like underseen movie so perhaps there is this element of like not being able to see something this sort of Mm. forbidden aspect to it i don't know but at the same time like we said the year after he makes north by northwest which has been my favorite he's got forever it's strange it's a strange whole situation this i'm not a filmmaker either so is there aspects in the film that only someone who'd worked in that industry, would recognise. Oh, that's incredible. Ooh, that's oh, yeah. Right. yeah. And the yeah. fact, was it 58? Yeah. So, yeah, he's using a lot, as Hitchcock if often did, he uses the latest technology out Ooh. there to try and get the best shots and the best cinematography. And I appreciate that. But, as you say, unless it's someone that these people that, absolutely know the history of cinematography. They know their Dutch tilts. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's like, you know, the <laughs> scene of first... Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you say so. Seen some Dutch tilts in my time. I was going to say you're more an expert. Now, so. <laughs> He's got an orange top on as well. Yeah. Um, rude Hulu. There's, there's that scene where... Rude what? <laughs> oh, I prefer Van Basten. Um, the scene in the restaurant there's like there's a tracking shot in the restaurant Mm. which is incredible anyway because of the wallpaper oh Um, my god yeah yeah. how hot must that place be with fucking (laughs) velour yeah wallpaper everywhere you know that sort of tracking shot where it's going into Gavin and Madeline yeah 
sitting at the table and it's mm. just like I'm literally I don't know anything about the technique of filmmaking but I'm thinking this is impressive for 1958 mm. I think. see this is the um, answer I think Charlie I think yeah. you've hit the nail on the head it's just the fact that it's a technical because the people that vote on the sound and sight the people that vote on the sight and sound poll are filmmakers yeah. pretty much or critics so yeah. perhaps it is a technical masterpiece yeah I think Which is why Citizen Kane was held up because, yeah. you know, the innovations that yeah. Orson Welles made. And, and I totally appreciate that. But at the same time, for a bit of entertainment. But as, a, as yeah. a story, yeah. there's great big gaping holes in it. It's never yeah. going to be number one on the Empire top. No, oh, that'd be Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably a bad example, but if you're getting or, or, or a public opinion poll, a letterbox think, poll or something, yeah. I think would be Godfather or Shawshank. Or sure, yeah, it would be. be well, yeah, um, but yeah, it's just a strange one because I think that sight and sound thing appeals to that kind of demographic, mm, really. Yeah. But you sort of mentioned it about Scorsese. I'm a bit like Hitchcock, like you are with Scorsese. Okay. Where I can't. I would never deny the man's genius and the fact that he's an icon and something of a pioneer. But you can't pretend if something doesn't always get you in the gut. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And yeah. Hitchcock, I, I really like Hitchcock films, yeah. but they're not my go-to. No. I know it makes me sound mental. It's a bit but... hit and miss as well. It yeah. is a bit, mm. Because for, for every North by Northwest, there's Torn Curtain or or like Marnie's not so bad, but you know, family plot. You know, there's oh god, family. yeah, that's the last one, isn't it? The one before Frenzy, I think. Right. Was it the last one? The old one after Frenzy, Frenzy is the penultimate. Yeah. yeah, you know, for every for every golden nugget, there's a turd. <laughs> yeah, you're both nodding at that. I love that. Yeah. Oh, we go. We use that same more often. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget a director. Directors are attributed with all the kind of praise yeah. and the, the quality of a film, but they they're not necessarily the person who's made the film. No, it's like. You know, you get classic examples of films where it's actually the screenplay yeah. <coughs> or, or, yeah. the, or the cinematography <coughs> or whatever. So it's not necessary. But there's this tendency to say the director's a genius if the film's great. Yeah. The director might just be there in a capacity to bring everything together rather than creating yeah. the film. Yeah. And yeah. So, Especially on yeah. this, I, I would like to see the novel this was based on to see what was the ending to the film. It could be that the novel was only based on the half, the first half, and then Hitchcock has elaborated afterwards or something. Yeah, they thought, oh, we can do this, but it's not quite. We we need a nun. That's what we need. (laughs) A nun hiding in the shadows. (laughs) That's what we need. Um, I I can't imagine a novel set in San Francisco either. No, probably not. Paris, maybe. The Rock. Yeah. What a city to live in if you've got Vertigo, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, one built on yeah. massive hills. Yeah. Yeah. That's Just... unlucky. Because <laughs> <laughs> actually his office is on the top. Of... Yeah. When you look out the window, it's, yeah, it's really, really high up. up isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Schoolboy error there. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to go much further with dissecting the plot or the acting and all this stuff because I think what we're sort of focusing on for the last 20, 25 minutes, whatever it was, it's just a bafflement as to why this is held in such high yeah. esteem. But again, we're not saying it's a bad movie. We, no. you know, we there's certain things that confuse us. There's certain things that don't work. But at the same time, there's things that do work in this oh, movie. Absolutely, you could probably summarize the film in it's a beautifully shot film with a decent plot, 
with a shit ending. There you go. <laughs> I'm not even sure for me that ending itself is the problem. It's the pacing of the film and then leading up to that ending. Yeah. It's an ending that belongs in a different kind of movie. Mm. Um, and I thought Midge would have somehow had some sort of significance to the ending, but her character's literally just... <laughs> yeah, like, that's mental, <laughs> isn't it? She's pulling her hair. Stupid. <laughs> but... Um, she sort of <laughs> dropped as a character, so someone who's quite yeah. significant throughout, yeah. and then she went off to Dallas. Disappears, yeah. because like Paul said, two two separate movies. It almost appears like yeah, whatever happened it's... in that first forty five minutes to an hour isn't significant for the next hour. You know, it doesn't mean any no relevance. But I mean, you look back on the fact that when you find out that the death is a trick murder sort of thing, yeah. and then the hearing um, with the the judge that was a quite, quite a bit of a tosser, wasn't he? <laughs> it's like, don't take that into account that he's an arsehole and he didn't do anything to save her. Don't take that into account sort of thing. <laughs> but after that hearing, the actual husband sort of is really easy on Scotty. Yes. And it's just like... I wasn't expecting that. Well, I was expecting mm, him to be a bit sort of. I'm too. I'm too used to Richcock to not have suspected him. I think. Yeah, yeah. In some sort of. No, I, I didn't see that, and and looking back on it now, you sort of realise that. Yeah, he's not going hard on him because he'd done himself, <laughs> done him a favour, didn't he? And he's got a bit of a villainous air to him, even when he's being nice to him in yeah. the beginning. I think. Um, it's very, again, we'll keep making this reference with films, it's very Chinatown, where someone's being put on a wild goose chase mm. and it ends in tragedy. Yeah, mental. I, th- I think it's, I kind of had a feeling that we'd have similar issues with the film, uh, even though we may have three very different tastes. But also, one thing I would mention is that look at the top ten on the BFI site and so on, that's not going to reflect our top tens either, is it? Really? Absolutely not. I think the only other film I'm really that familiar with in the top ten is something like Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the rest is fairly obscure. And again, that yeah. is a film that was brilliant in the way it was filmed. And, yeah. And by accident, a lot of it as well. It, yeah. it, that's that's Coppola off his yeah. off his nut. Yeah, there, there was no. There was no great acting in the film, but that Marlon was Brando just in the shadow. Yeah, that, it was just. A spectacular piece of cinema. It's, it's an achievement. Yeah. It's a cinematic achievement. It's, it's an achievement. It actually got finished. Yeah. Because mm. Sheen had the fucking heart yeah. attack off. They've done yeah. a lot of the uh, napalm scenes in the UK, didn't they? I think that's but, Full Metal Jacket. No, it's Full Metal Jacket. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was at Docklands. That was at Beckham, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. There's yeah. a scene filmed in Cliff near us yeah. as well. Mm. Yeah. I'm just looking at the trivia on IMDb and I think, I'm not saying we've found the answer here, but. I think this was, you know, we said like, you know, his obsession with Tippi Hedren and Kim Novak and all these like blonde yeah. stars that he, he brought into his movies. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly, exactly. He was, there was always like this blonde actress and there was some sort of obsession with all of them. IMDb trivia. So Alfred Hitchcock reportedly spent a week filming a brief scene where Madeline stares at a portrait in the Palace of the Legion of Honour just to get the lighting right. A week. Wow. Right. Hitchcock described the movie to Francois Truffaut. To put it plainly, the man wants to go to bed with the woman who is dead. (laughs) That's a whole different film. Yeah. 
It's very much more of a Truffaut film than the Hitchcock one when you think about it. It's got that kind of obscure, kind of psychological, like, oh, look at me, I've read Freud sort of thing mm. to it. Like, it's right. In- interestingly, in a later interview, Hitchcock said he believed that Kim Novak was miscast and the wrong actress for the part. Doesn't say who he thought would have been the right actress, but... He did have someone else in mind. Okay. I thought Kim Novak actually fulfilled the role quite well because she really could have that sort of demure yeah. sort of yeah. trance. No thing. problems with Kim Novak. That's not the problem of the movie, is it, Kim no. Novak in this at all? No. She she fulfills what is set out in the movie for her to, to actually do. It's yeah. probably more flaws with the screenplay, I would well, say. Like we said, her. officially, great movie. Vera Miles. Vera Miles from Psycho, yes. Was under personal contract to Hitchcock and appeared on both... TV show and the film Wrong Man was originally scheduled to play Madeline. Yeah. She modelled for an early version of the painting featured in the film. Following delays, including Hitchcock becoming ill, Miles became pregnant and so had to That was it. Yeah, and then she appears as um, Thingy's sister in, in Psycho. Janet Lee's sister. Janet Lee's sister in Psycho. She Vera Miles comes back in that. We're not going to dwell on this because I don't think we can drag this one out, guys. Yeah, and I don't want to sort of like upset people who love the film, but I think there'll be a lot of people who do have a similar view. We don't hate it, it though. That's the thing. No, no absolutely don't hate it. I, I would be surprised if it won a poll of the best Hitchcock films, let alone yeah. the oh, best God, film yeah. ever made. Yeah. That would be interesting because how many people hold this as as their best Hitchcock movie, you know, if they were to think about it, because I don't, you don't, you don't. You no. Know. I mean, it's crazy that it's number one in this poll. It is a good film. It is spoilt by a lacklustre ending, um, but it's got some great acting in it. As Charlie and me discussed earlier, it would have been nice with a little bit of humour at some points in it, and there was opportunities for it, I'm sure. He's the only filmmaker who can inject that kind of humour into something mm. that's really dark yeah. and bleak, and he avoids it altogether. Jimmy Stewart, without any sort of quips or, yeah. or, or charisma, is a waste. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre performance from him. Um, if anything, Stewart. he's miscast. Not Who would it, would it have been better for Cary Grant? Would it have been? No, no, no. Cary Grant is one that you associate with a few quips here and there. And the well. suave, sort of cheeky, sort of, yeah. yeah. Someone, I'm struggling to sort of just put yeah. the name out, but someone yeah. in the late 50s who would have had that edge of menace about them, mm. as well as kind James of, Dean, perhaps. But an old, older Hitchcock, not older Hitchcock, an older Humphrey Bogart or something. Uh, Bogart I, I, would have worked. Or actually, was I, he I, dead I, by then? Though, yeah, no, he, I, <laughs> I think with Bogart, you'd have needed he, I, I think it's slightly younger than mm. James Mason. Because James, yeah, yeah, well, there's there's a yeah. fourteen year difference between Midge and Scott. Yeah, even though they went to college together, you know, yeah. But Jimmy Stewart does that notoriously, doesn't it, throughout his movies, mm. doesn't he? Yeah, because she. I've was, got it. Because Mad- Mr. Robert Mitchum. Yeah, Bob Mitchum. Yeah, well, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, because he is a little bit more serious. Maybe even yeah. Gregory Peck. Yeah, because oh, there's a sternness about it. Oh, oh, Sounds like Jimmy Stewart. Wow, come on, here about the fire. <laughs> <laughs> We've done so well. We were <laughs> Merry Christmas, Bill. Merry Christmas, Emporium. 
Hot dog. <laughs> there you go. We've injected the humour into this movie now. <laughs> I wish I'd never been born. Press that's what he needed, Charlie, to run up and down the hills of San Francisco going, Merry Christmas, <laughs> San Francisco. Merry Christmas, Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Alcatraz. <laughs> Well, what is it? Could I ask you a couple of questions? What for? Who are you? My name's John Ferguson. Is this some kind of gallipoli? No. No. There are just a couple of things I'd like to ask. You live in this hotel? No, I happened to see you when you came in, so I thought I'd... Yeah, I thought so. A pickup. Well, you got a nerve. Follow me right into the hotel and up to my room. Now, you beat it. Go on and no, beat please, it. Please, I just want to talk to you. Listen, I'm going to yell well, in a listen, minute. I, I, I'm not going to hurt you, honest, I promise. Please, just let me talk to you. What about? You. Why? Because you remind me of somebody. I heard that one before, too. I remind you someone you used to be madly in love with, but then she ditched you for another guy, and you've been carrying the torch ever since. Then you saw me and something clicked. Hmm. Why, you're not far wrong. Well, it's not gonna work. See, a better go. Please, let me come in. You, you, you can leave the door open. I, I just want to talk to you. Please. Well, I warn you. I can yell awful loud. Well, you won't have to. Well, you don't look very much like Jack the Ripper. What do you want to know? I want to know your name. Judy Barton. Who you are. I'm just a girl. I work at Magnus. No, but how, how do you happen to be living here? It's a place to live, that's all. No, but you haven't lived here long. Yeah, about three years. Well, where did you live before? Salina, Kansas. Listen, what is this? What do you want? I just want to know who you are. Well, I told you. My name is Judy Barton. I come from Salina, Kansas. I work at Magnus and I live here. My gosh, do I have to prove it? All right, mister, my Kansas driver's license. Judy Barton, number Z296794, 425 Maple Avenue, Salina, Kansas. See the address on this one? It's this place right here. A California license issued May 25th of, of 1954. You want to check my thumbprints? You're satisfied? And whether you're satisfied or not, you can just feed it. Gee, you, you have got it bad, haven't you? Do I really look like her? She's, she's dead, isn't she? I'm sorry. And I'm sorry I yelled at you. Yes, that's me with my mother. And that's my father. He's dead. My mother married again. But I didn't like the guy, so I, I decided I'd see what it's like in sunny California. I've been here three years. Honest. 
Will you have dinner with me? Why? Well, I just feel that I owe you something after all this. Well, you don't owe me anything. Well, then will you for me? Dinner and what else? Just dinner. Because I remind you of her? Because I'd like to have dinner with you. Well, I've been on blind dates before. Matter of fact, to be honest, I've been picked up before. Okay. All right, I'll get my car. I'll be back for you in half an hour. Oh, no, you you better give me time to change. You get fixed up. An hour. Uh-huh. Okay. It's difficult to rate this movie because I still like it. I still go back to it despite the fundamental flaws in it. And I can imagine you two would probably both watch it again. I would. But you'd still be like disturbed by it or what? I think unless I watched it a long time in the future, I'd be thinking about the end coming up and the fact that it it didn't sort of conclude the story. Yeah. It, it just didn't work. I would say this is the first time I... Well, it's the second viewing, and it, it's in seven years, and I'm now acutely aware of why I... Haven't even though I did it. dislike it, didn't rush back to it. Yeah. I yep. think that's the best way I can describe it. So, yeah, like it, respect it, but I, I never had that kind of itch to sort of watch it again yeah. quite soon after. See, I think I go back to it because I like the visuals of it. Yeah. And I just brush over that, you know. The when you've got the correct setup for viewing those films, I think you're oh, more likely to do beautiful that. Beautiful looking movie mm. on, on Blu-ray with a big TV or whatever it may be, but it doesn't. You know, you can't ignore the fact that sometimes it just doesn't work. It takes itself bloody seriously. Yeah, mm. it just doesn't work. And we apologise to anybody that thinks this should be number one in whatever poll it appears in. But that's our opinion. We're all allowed to have our opinion, but we're not dissing it at the end of the day. No, so. no, we're not slating it as a terrible movie. It just, as you say, has flaws. Let's leave it there, guys. Let's take a break. We'll be back with what we're watching next time. And now, preview time. When it comes to entertainment... You can't beat a good film. So let's take a look at what's coming your way. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was Vertigo and our opinions on it and we're going to stand by those guys, aren't we? I mean, we're not, we're not slagging the movie off, we said this, yeah? We're all entitled to our opinions. And they may not match up with those in the industry. I think a lot of people will be on the same... I'd like to know what people, wavelength. you know... Yeah, whether they agree with us yeah. about, you know, the whole Hitchcock. I'm, I'm guaranteeing now, not so much if you did any film ever made, but if you did a public opinion poll... On the best Hitchcock film, I don't think Vertigo's number one. Oh, right, it'd be Psycho. I think it'd be Psycho. I think Psycho's, Psycho's the influential yeah, one yeah. as well. The one that most people have seen. Yeah, that's the other thing as well, yeah. I suppose, yeah. I think it's the game changer as well. Yeah. Even though we said that it possibly... 
Was it before Peeping Tom or after Peeping? It was the same year. Uh, I can't remember what came yeah, first. I think it was Psycho the same year. was slightly before. Was it? It was 1960 right. was the pair of them, but yeah, it was the same year. But even just the cinematic experience of Psycho, like Hitchcock insisting, you know, don't come into this film if yeah. you're not there from the beginning. Yeah, you, you can't have a break. You've got no to watch snacks the whole thing. and yeah. stuff. No. Now, there's a prime example of a movie that's split into two. Yeah. Mm. You know, similar yeah, to yeah. Vertigo, yeah, but you know, the that one works. The protagonist yeah. gets killed yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, that works though. Seamless, actually. Yeah. Charlie, it must be your choice for the Ugh. next show. Right. So, I'm going with something fairly big. Um, I think I'm probably the only person at this table who may not have seen this film. Okay. But it don't, does. It, don't bet on that. <laughs> it does fit into my sort of the era that I love uh, yeah. um, it's not Top Gun is it? it's not to- it's categorically not Top Gun um, you may even be surprised that I've not seen it um, and I'm not sure what I'm gonna make of the film either <laughs> but it's, it's almost got cult status yeah I'd say it's 1979 directed by Walter Hill it's The Warriors wow come out to play <laughs> That has been a long time since I've seen that. Great soundtrack, if I remember. It does feel like it's a bit of a glaring You mission. need to see it. It's All I can say is I watched it religiously when it first came out, early yeah, sort of age I, of, I of VHS. How, I actually owned it on VHS, yeah. yeah. I re-watched it probably 10, 15 possibly years ago. So plenty of time. Is and I'd right. love to see it again because, yes, yeah, Walter Hill, all the elements that are there, that it makes it a perfect Stinking Paul's movie, a perfect movie for you to see if you haven't seen it. It's got to be 30 plus years since I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, that's ideal then, yeah. really. I like that. Yeah. See, this is why I invite you two over. <laughs> <laughs> we thought it was for uh, charisma and wit. No, the beer. You bring the beer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Guys, thank you so much. We'll do another Hitchcock at some point. Yeah. Hopefully a better one. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Cheers, guys. See you soon. Cheers. Fucking hell, that was barbershop there, the difference in... (laughs) Harmonising. Yeah. The management of this theatre suggests that for the greater entertainment of your friends who have not yet seen the picture, you will not divulge to anyone the secret of the ending... You dudes get lost now, you hear? Good night, ladies. Good night, sir. When you feel down, try positive thinking. That's what I told the man said. Don't wear a frown. Try positive thinking. Laugh at your troubles instead. You've got to look on the bright side. On hope so much depends. With your confidence sinking, positive thinking helps you on the way, my friend. When things look black, try positive thinking. Treat every season as spring. No glancing back, 
Oh, shut up. We enjoy it.